What's up, everyone? It is Monday night. It is time for another edition of Coffee with Colin. My name is Colin Egglesfield, and I appreciate you joining me today on this glorious Monday. Spring is springing, and you know, as uh, it starts to get warmer here in Chicago, it is uh, it's just reminding me of how amazing it is to just be alive, to be here, to be with you all. Uh, I so appreciate everyone who shows up every Monday to uh, to just chime in and offer your suggestions on some amazing questions, which I did a little earlier on my Facebook Live. And I uh, just want to let you guys know that uh, we got a lot of great stuff coming up here. I uh, just want to remind you again, May 23rd, our Inspire Summit is going to be coming up. There's our first Inspire event, and this one is going to be virtual. This is a precursor to our live events that are going to be happening as soon as we all are vaccinated and everyone feels safe to get together and uh, to commune in person. But for now, we're going to be doing this. Uh, it's going to be three hours of inspiration, motivation, music, yoga, meditation, all kinds of great stuff that will uh, help support you in living your best life. And uh, in addition to that, we've got this whole rest of our season three of Coffee with Colin. We've got a great guest tonight. Miss Kelly Rutherford from Gossip Girl. But before we get to that, I just want to say thank you so much for our sponsor, Picticular. So my buddy, Todd Courtney, was the brainchild behind this incredible app. Again, it's called Picticular, and you can download it from your iPhone or on Android. And all you got to do is the, go to the App Store or wherever you download your apps from. And what's great about Picticular is that this app helps you find and curate the best movies, the best TV shows out there. So like with my movie that just came out a few weeks ago, 100 Days to Live, people were asking me, so Colin, where can I watch your movie? And what's great about Picticular is all you gotta do is go download the app, type in your favorite actor, see there, there's your favorite actor right there, Mr. Colin Egglesfield. And you just tap on the, plat the, uh, the picture there, and then it scrolls up and then it shows every movie that your favorite actor or actress has been in. And then when you tap on it, tap on whatever project, it shows you exactly where you can watch it. Plays the trailer, look at that. So it's a perfect way for you to be able to find movies that you love and it also, what's great about it too, is that it allows you to connect with your friends and other people on the platform to see what they're watching. You get to swipe left, swipe right, as your favorite movies or movies that you just don't care to watch. So download the particular app and support my buddy Todd. Again, what's great about this community that we are uh, creating and putting together here is that we are all, we are all, we are all inspiring each other to tap into our inner artist. And uh, my book, Agile Artist, this is in, in my book, I talk about what it really means to be an artist. And a lot of people think that, you know, well, I'm not an artist because I don't paint, I don't draw. But the thing with artistry is that you are an artist in one way or another with whatever it is that you do. When we are creative, when we are solving problems in our lives, we need to rely on our creativity to figure out the best solution to the problem. So whether it's trying to find out the best way to teach your kids how to read or uh, whether it's learning how to communicate in a different way in your relationship to have better connection and more love and cultivate more, more of whatever it is that you want to create more of in your life. It's all about tapping into your inner artist. And so with tapping into our inner artist, I love to have people on my show who are artists and who create and are 
constantly doing things that uh, are inspiring and, uh, and, and inspiring us to go after and do things in our lives that uh, inspire us and make us feel creative. So as this ambulance drives by me, and hopefully those people are, are okay as they uh, go to the hospital, uh, I would love to bring on my guest tonight. And I just want to tell you a little bit about her. Again, her name is Kelly Rutherford. You know her as so many things, but she's got some projects coming up. And Kelly previously has wrapped a movie called Rule of Three. So I'm going to ask her about that. Uh, she's also completed a couple of Lifetime films, Dark Angel and Web of Dreams. She is going to be playing in a Pretty Little Liars spinoff. She's also appeared on CW's Dynasty. And also, of course, she was Blake Lively's mom. The notorious Lily Vanderwoodson in Gossip Girl. And she's got a bunch of other projects that she has coming up that I can't wait to ask her about. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Miss Kelly Rutherford. Uh, hi, how are, how are you? you? Good to see you. Good to see you too. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of really great questions. So many people are excited that you are here and this is an opportunity, you know, much like uh, um, just kind of getting together at a coffee shop and having a conversation. Uh, I'm sure you've done a zillion interviews. Um, <laughs> what's great about this is that our audience gets to to chime in and ask questions. Well, that's and, great. Um, yeah. So we're gonna just uh, we're just gonna start out and uh, just want to kind of ask some basic questions just to get to know you a little bit better. I know we've talked a little bit before this. And uh, as a fellow actor and artist, one of the first things I like to always ask is, how did you get into acting? Was this something that you always wanted to do? Was it something that you were discovered at the mall? Or did you go to Juilliard? What's your story, Kel? Right, right. I just didn't want to go to college. Fair so enough. It was, it was my way of, and I wanted to do something that I, I would never be bored doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was sort of, you know, I mean, there were a lot of things I was interested in. So I was interested in international relations and journalism. And, you know, there were things that were cool that I thought, okay, maybe I'll do that. But um, I decided to take a year off of, of, you know, after high school and just go check out this acting thing. Cause it was, it was something that I had done in high school a little bit, not seriously. I wasn't like in drama club or something, just sort of tried a few, you know, classes. And where did you grow up? Um, in California. In Southern California, Newport Beach. Okay. Yeah. And you come from like an acting family. Do you did you know anyone in the business? No, my mom was a model for years, and she studied briefly at this place called HB Studios, Herbert Berghoff and Uta Agen in New York. And so, mm -hmm. when I went to New York, when I graduated from high school, I wanted to get away from home, and and so I modeled a little bit to, to you know support myself when I was. Um, first starting out acting. So I went and just studied there because she had studied there and I loved it. I wanted to see if I wanted to do it or not, you know, yeah. and I, I really loved it. So I was there for almost two years and then moved back to LA and started working. So what did you love about it? Oh gosh. Um, I loved like the idea of being other people and understanding sort of where why we do what we do has always been super fascinating to me. What motivates us? Why, 
why we are who we are, why we make the choices we make. So I, I think I was a real observer growing up of people and, and maybe mm. quite empathic. So it was just this sort of wanting to connect with, with our humanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. that's exactly why what intrigued me about acting was I've always been curious about what motivates people to do what they do. Right. Um, and, and similar to you, it's not that I didn't want to go to college. I just didn't know if why I was going to college was for the right reason. Right. I mean, exactly. Studying biology, pre-med, thinking I was going to go to medical school, but I also wanted to be an astronaut and I wanted to be a wide receiver for the Chicago bears. And I wanted <laughs> to maybe, you know, there was like so many things that I was so interested in. Yeah. And uh, just on the a whim, I ended up at this model search and then ended up in New York City. And funny enough, uh, HB Studios is on Bank Street, right? Yeah. yeah. So the theater that I studied at was actually across the street on Bank Street. Um, it was at the Bank Street Theater. So we would yeah. have acting classes there. We would come out and we would sometimes see some of the actors from HB Studios coming out of there. So I've always, you know, um, just was curious about what HB was. Um, so was that like a uh, an accredited program where it was like you have to take, you know, these it certain classes? It was just scene study. I've only ever okay. taken scene study classes. So I did that in, in New York. And then I, I was at the Beverly Hills Playhouse in LA. Yeah. And um, studied with a woman named Jocelyn Jones, who I still talk to and is, is just a constant source of inspiration for me over the years. Okay. Um, so, yeah. 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 Nice. And so uh, when you were thinking about doing acting as like a profession, was there, were you always like, you know what, I could probably do this or was it, ah, eh, there's probably no chance in hell, but what the hell, why not just give it a, a shot? Or were you someone who was like, I am going to do this until I actually succeed? Yeah. I, you know, I kind of approach things I, intuitively, I think, in my life. I've, I've never understood it until, you know, I've, I've tried to figure out what my approach is because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's ever changing and evolving. But one of the things I knew is that I had to explore it. I didn't and it wasn't always easy and comfortable and I didn't always like it, per se. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't going to give up either. Like it was one of those things where. There was no real plan B. There was not a necessarily a plan B. It was just, you know, I think sometimes you just have to, 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 to make your own way, you know, and I was going to sort of make my own way. And, and another thing is I didn't put a lot of limitations on myself. So mm. for me, it was sort of like, I just wanted to work. So I would just like work. I would go to work. I wasn't as picky maybe as some of the other actors were. I'm only going to do this. Or I'm only going to do that. For mm. me, every single experience was a learning experience and an opportunity to, to do what I love to do, you know, for better or worse. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And was it something where you just innately knew you were good at acting or was it the feedback you were getting from your teachers and the other students at mm. HB that gave you the confidence to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go try to go on an audition. Right. I, I just really approached it that I loved doing it regardless of what anyone else thought. I, I just loved the experience of it. So mm -hmm. 
Um, and I don't know, like I would study myself when I was working, like I'd watch and go, oh, okay, I could do that better or this better in my evolving as an actor, evolving as, you know, but that's sort of in any profession, right? We learn yeah. as we go, we get better and better by having the experiences and then watching sort of, you know, um, saying, okay, I can improve here or improve there. Um, and it, it wasn't until, gosh, I would say, it, I knew I was okay. Like I didn't judge myself too. I knew I wasn't that bad. It wasn't until later that I could say, oh God, that was kind of good. You know, you look back and go, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought I was. Or, you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're more critical of yourself in the beginning. Yeah. Let's that way. It's not that you're thinking, oh, I'm bad or good. It's just that you're critiquing yourself. You're like, ah, oh, this is where I need to improve. Mm -hmm. um, but I just really enjoy, I've always enjoyed it. Is it easy for you to watch yourself after you've filmed something? Yeah. Yeah? I, I enjoy it. I don't, like, for instance, I haven't seen all of Gossip Girl. Like, I haven't mm -hmm. seen everything I've done. I don't need to watch it over and over. Yeah. But, but in the beginning, I like to at least watch, you know, watch it mm -hmm. because, yeah, I learn. Yeah. You go, okay, how am I doing? And making sure that you're coming across the way you come across. But usually like if it's a TV movie, like some of the things that you mentioned or a series, I'll definitely watch it. Cause yeah. I want to see what everyone did and how it all came together, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, well you were absolutely amazing on Gossip Girl. Um, just, that must've been such a fun character to play. Did you get to, uh, did your character, would you say you got to evolve it or was, was it something that was pretty much right there on the page and you just showed up and brought it to life? Oh, we definitely, I definitely evolved it. I mean, originally they wanted uh, Serena and I, Blake and I to be competitive or she, they wanted me to be a competitive mother. Mm. And I just said, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to be one of those women that, that young women can, you know, aspire to be and that mothers can, you know, not perfect not in any way, shape no. or form, definitely yeah. human. Uh, but just sort of a matriarch because we haven't seen that. And I grew up l loving these women. I mean, I was reading Lear's magazine, which was this magazine for women in their forties and fifties when I was in my twenties, cause I wanted to be one of those women. And I wanted to know how, how do I grow mm -hmm. up, be one of those amazing women. So the idea of me being able to play a character that, you know, sort of, embodied that was was mm -hmm. much more interesting for me than playing some you know so yeah it we have like yeah. yeah yeah make it your own yeah. yeah and uh so for the younger actors who were on the show um did you feel like you were able to take some of them under your wing and kind of just show them some of the stuff that you knew did you guys was it a pretty good you know, friendly set to, to go to work to? It was an amazing set to go to work to. And mm -hmm. I mean, they were all so amazing on their own, honestly. Like I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to take anyone under my wing, yeah. that's for sure. If anything, I probably learned from them. They were just such, um, I always think we learn from young people, you know, we're yeah. just open enough. We actually can learn a lot from them and um, but yeah, it was it was a beautiful experience, really, because I had just had 
a baby. So my son was six months old when I started. So I was a new mom playing the mom of these sort of older kids. So it was, um, it was a great experience of uh, being a mom everywhere at home on the yeah. set, you know, everywhere I went. So it was yeah. great. So a lot of my viewers are actors, up and coming actors, experienced actors. And I actually teach an acting class um, that I actually just started uh, teaching my own online class um, a couple months ago. And it has been so much fun. And uh, it's kind of crazy to, to think about um, just being able to, to share my knowledge and my experience with so many other actors who are, who are looking to advance their career and just get better at what they're doing. Um, it's kind of crazy to look back at all the things that we've done in our career. Um, but what would you share to someone who's an upcoming actor, artist, or even a musician who's thinking about getting into show business, mm-hmm. who is maybe like, you know, I come from the middle of nowhere outside of Chicago. So the idea of going out to Los Angeles was this kind of crazy idea. Yeah. But uh, what advice would you give someone who's thinking about uh, making that leap? Um, yeah, I just, like, like most things, you just have to love it regardless. I think you just have to say, I'm going to love this, enjoy the process, enjoy my life regardless, because I think it gives you power in some way, because if you're always dependent on that, it's, it's, um, it can be more challenging. Right. So I think it's so cool that you're teaching. This is so amazing. Yeah, it's fun. That you're teaching. You must be such a, I bet you're awesome. I bet you're so good at, uh, well, I just get really passionate about stuff. So I'm like, more, give me more emotion. Give me more. I want to see more. Like how mad are you? Yes, so, yes, yeah. exactly. How fun. Yeah. Um, well, my acting, you know, she, you know, I've always just treated it like a business. And I think if you treat it like a business, yes, we're artists. Yes, we're creators. We're, we embody people. We embody energy, however you want to say it, or, or yeah. the essence of, of people. Uh, but it's a business. So I think you approach it like you would any business, you know, where you, you're a professional and you show up and you do your admin and your life and in your work, you know, where you're, mm-hmm. you know, my teacher used to always say, don't bring whatever personal stuff it is to, to the set, to your work, yeah. leave it at home. Mm-hmm. And a lot of organizing your own life so that you're organized, so that you're able to give. Do you know what I mean? I think so much yeah. of the time, a lot of the work is behind the scenes. It's it's being uh, balanced in your in your own life so that you mm-hmm. have more to give. If that makes sense, so you're not yeah. caught up in your own stuff. Yep. So that's huge, and not something that many people teach. So um, it's really you know the administration of your life, and then the administration. I mean, of your personal life, and then the administration of your career. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's something actually I talked specifically about because when I first got into acting, I was just more drawn to the uh, the thrill of being up on stage and bringing a character to life. So I studied, you know, we do scene breakdown and character breakdown and character analysis and what's your through line. And we would do a lot of this, just, you know, the nuts and bolts of learning your craft as an actor. But as I started to work in the business, um, one thing that I... I think was lacking um, what it sounds like you had that from a very early age was treating it as a business in the sense of 
uh, someone shared this with me is in the sense that you are the CEO of your own business. Mm -hmm. And as an actor or a musician or independent contractor, you know, because there's very little structure, that's something that we have to really cultivate on our own to be able to create that, that sense of you are the boss of your company. And so even when, when I talk to my students about when you're looking to work with an agent or a manager, you got to look at it from the perspective of, oh, please, Mr. Agent or manager, work with me. It is, I'm the president of this company. Who is mm -hmm. going to be the best director of marketing, director of operations, which is essentially your manager, so that when you're meeting with these representatives, that they know that you are ser you're serious, mm -hmm. not just as an actor with your craft, but also that you're taking the business side of it seriously. And, yeah. um, and I think that's what's really, as soon as I started to hone in and drill down more of like specifically, what is my mission statement with my acting career? What is my vision statement as an acting career? And with yeah. my class, I've created, it's called the Actors Business Plan Blueprint. So they all get, it's essentially as, cause I'm an entrepreneur and I've got a few different companies. And if you go to a bank to get a loan or anything, you've got to put together your business plan. And yeah. I just thought it was like, wow, man, I wish I would have known about this when I was 23 years old, when I was first starting, because I think I would have avoided making quite a yeah. few mistakes early on in my career. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right, because it also, you know, in order to play a lot of different characters, you need to have a lot of different experiences, right? And when you're young, you have a certain number of experiences. I mean, granted, you're going to be playing someone young and whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just as important to do that as it is to go to a museum and to travel and to read and to, you know, watch things that are that have nothing to do with with acting in our business because it's like the more you have to bring to it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't have many friends that are actors. I don't hang out in the business. I mean, and when I was younger I did, because that's you know, I was meeting everybody and doing scene right. studies. But sort of now I realize that the more I get out there and live my life and I'm around other people or like you're saying, start a business on the side that has nothing, mm -hmm. made for, you know, an overlap, let's say, to acting or yeah. they have so much more to bring to it. You know, yep. you have a different perspective than just sort of this is my whole world because mm -hmm. it is your world, but but you need to bring so much of the outside world to it. Mm -hmm what gives you the tools you know and your toolkit yeah. it's like yeah. oh i've traveled or I've, i'm you know you get more sophisticated in certain ways about life and i think doing yeah. that like you're doing and, and what you're talking about which is even having a side business not necessarily that it competes with acting or that it's either or but that you have something that's of interest to you outside yeah. of acting um i think it's helpful it, it's, it brings another aspect to it you know mm -hmm. yeah and that's why what i loved about acting as well is that no matter what was going out in my personal life whether it was like a bad breakup or just something it was just not so great or free, or even if it was great to be able to bring that onto the stage and be able to as my actor acting teachers would always say just use it use all of it use all of that experience and put it into your role put it into your character so in a lot of ways Acting for me is very cathartic to just be able to get up, get up on stage or in front of the camera and, uh, 
and just be like, why doesn't she love me? Oh, it didn't work. Like <laughs> that release of like, anger or frustration. And um, yeah, and I always, I always had my best auditions after like a bad breakup. I just walk into the room, they turn the camera on. I just like, like, wow, that was really good. And then like a few weeks later, I was like, okay, uh, do that again. I was like, ah, oh, damn, I gotta. It's better now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, well, I've got a few questions here from our audience. And uh, I'd like to start out by asking a question by, uh, let's go with Amanda Lawrence. And she wants to know, if you had to play any character, regardless of gender or age, etc., which role do you think you'd want to have played? Mm, interesting. Um, well, I love like any royal characters. I love like mm. queen or sort of the head of parliament or like, you know, like those kind of characters are always really, those women I should say mm -hmm. are so amazing. So, um, do you watch the queen on Netflix? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, but you know, just like, it's just sort of these, no, the crown, I watch the crown, not the queen. Oh, that's right. The crown. Yeah. That's <laughs> Claire Foy. Oh, the yeah, and, the yeah. And then, yeah. Um, I think season four is currently with princess die. Yeah. You all that? Yeah. It's Amazing. Good. Like, the casting out there who has not seen it yet, you have to watch it. The Crown. It's, that's right. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. But um, yeah, those characters, and then of course, I, I always like a good sort of action. Like I think sort of period pieces. So when I say like mm -hmm. Queen or something like that kind of thing, I think like I love sort of other time periods. I find fascinating, mm -hmm. and then also mm -hmm. action movies. So I'd love to do. Not necessarily like La Femme Nikita or something, but like Bond-esque or I love action, like the Helen Mirren character and James Bond would be amazing or, or the Born Identity. I'd love that yeah. movie. So oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, those yeah. kind of characters. Yeah. That's actually, someone asked me that same question today on my Facebook Live and I said Born Identity. Just love, love, love that action type of film, but also a film that has some like some some grit and a, a, a real um, watching Matt Damon go through his experience of trying to discover who he was and trying to piece his life back together. To me, that's I mean, not only is it, you know, it's it's realistic, it just makes the the shooting and the running around that much more interesting because I the gratuitous just kind of punching and fighting it's like yeah you know but if there's a real reason why he's punching and fighting to find out where he's from to get back to the woman that he loves and like that's why movies like gladiator are one of my favorite movies of all time yeah. as well so good yeah, so good. yeah. I love do you like russell crowe i do yeah oh yeah he's wonderful there's so many good actors so yeah. many i mean we're phenomenal he's amazing yep. yeah um, if you could play a superhero, which superhero would you want to play? Superhero. Oh, gosh. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what superhero. Any mom is a superhero. 
Mom, the superhero. <laughs> That's what I want to play. It's a new character. Okay. Super <laughs> mom. Mom, the superhero. Yeah. I would say uh, I would have loved to have played in the Batmans, Christopher uh, Nolan. Like yeah. To play the Christian Bale. But I would rather have Superman's powers of actually uh, being able to fly and to like see through things and mm -hmm. yeah. I'd have to say Superman. Good. Yeah. Um, next question is by Lucy Delaney. She's asking if your industry didn't exist, if you weren't an, weren't an actress, what do you think you'd be doing for a living? Mm, that's a good question. It's a really good question. Um, I'd probably like be a writer and work with children in some way or animals or um or be a healer <laughs> like some sort of you know or even a coach or like a you know i thought of like journalism and stuff like that i don't even honestly like I, if i think about what i've been doing or what i've been thinking about doing during this lockdown and time like this and thinking okay what's it going to be like for us going back to work you know we were mm -hmm. talking earlier and you know so i've gotten more into producing and and working on this new streaming platform and the streaming platform it's interesting because it's evolving into something that um it's something i really love doing and sort of it, which is bringing sort of art and culture and music and science and all of these things together onto a platform and bringing interesting people together to talk about them in ways that um, we don't normally talk about them. So, you know, even with actors, you know, we're so used to actors talking about acting, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so much fun to have actors talk about other things other than acting that like you're saying that they're interested in, whether it's spirituality, yeah whether it's animal conservation, whether it's, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, art, science, you know. Um, so, yeah, so that I'm kind of doing that, which is is bringing all those worlds together that I find really interesting. Um, so are you cultivating different shows to be on this streaming platform then? Different, different people to, to bring together to talk about different subjects, yeah. Awesome. Like, so, yeah. It's cool. So I, I love that idea too. So kind of doing what I want to do because I do have a little bit of the spirituality going in my life and, and definitely uh, if that's evolving, you know, this sort of mindfulness or consciousness, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I love, you know, so many. Do you things. feel like uh, you, have you, as you have gotten older, because um, this is what I've experienced my, I would say I've gotten more spiritual as I've gotten older because growing up, I grew up, I was raised Catholic. And so mm -hmm. I felt like my religion was essentially, this is what you do. This is who you are, Colin. And as soon as I started to travel and go to Europe and meet people from all over the world who practice different religions, it made me start to question and search for something that I felt was a better fit for me in terms of what felt right with uh, with how I connect with God or the universe or wh however else you want to call it. And yeah. I feel like my acting career really started to blossom 
when I started to let go in a sense of trying to force everything and go to every party and go in the room and try to impress everyone in the room. I just started to, I met some people who practice more of that spiritual kind of uh, almost just kind of a, a pr approach of what will be, will be. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, you're just a part of this whole story just unfolding in your life. And as long as I, this, one of my acting teachers kept saying, as long as you honor yourself through the process yes. and listen to what spiritually fulfills you, then you can't go wrong in life. And that's really, as soon as I started to just kind of let go and not care about seeing Leonardo DiCaprio or all these other actors with the billboards on Sunset Boulevard, where I just was like, my path is my path. And I'm just going to focus on what feels right internally for me. Do you feel like, I mean, obviously you seem like a very spiritual person. Um, was that a growth process for you or were you always yeah. that type we're, of mindset? We're, we're all taught to hustle, you know? Yeah. We're taught young. That was sort of the 80s, 90s to, you know, way was to hustle, yeah. make it happen and get out there and, you know, and then what you realize is that, you know, a lot of it's the time we're moving into, you know, the Aquarian age or whatever, which is really the art of allowing. So it's allowing it's it's in, you know, you can almost spend more time visualizing than you need to take action, because the more specific we are in in what we want and our intention around it and, and connecting the mind and the spirit together, the emotions of it connected to sort of the, the imagery of it. So when those two are aligned, cause you know, you can think you want something, but the emotions are so different. They're not aligned with it. Right. So they're, they're, you know, not feeling it. So to, to be, to be in alignment and to take the time there saves you so much time hustling because yeah. you to, be in vi a vibrational match for it. And this is again, like quantum physics, you know, Einstein, whatever, this is what it's just been around yeah. forever, the science of this. So yeah, when you get into the art of allowing things in, allowing the success in, allowing the, the authentic experiences, mm -hmm. allowing the right roles to align and trusting that it's a big deal to trust that, you know, yeah that you'll be where you're supposed to be and the right thing. And you may really want this certain thing, but you don't get it. But then this other thing comes around you go, Oh, thank God I didn't get that. Right. Start to co-create with the universe and trust these things so much more. Mm -hmm. um, but so much of it is getting to know ourselves, right? So if we don't know ourselves uh, and we aren't aligning with what we truly want, mm -hmm and co-creating with the universe, you know, it's a, it's a lot more work with that. You have to do a lot more hustling. Yep. You know? Do you mind asking what are some personal practices you do? Do you do yoga, meditate, that sort of stuff? Yeah, a lot of the things that I do, I, I do cards for myself every morning, these angel cards. I, you know, okay. I usually sit down and light a candle and do that. And yeah. Um, I, I do meditate. I do, but not again. I don't do it every morning at eight o'clock. You know, like I'm not as disciplined as I probably could be about these things, but I've done them for so many years over time. You know, I've done yoga mm -hmm. for years and um, 
meditation a bit, but a lot of what helps me is writing. Okay. So writing what I'm thankful for, what I appreciate in myself and others, um, and, and writing out sort of what if, what if it worked out? What Ooh. if I had all these things that I want? What if, like, and then what would I do? You know, so there's sort of, there's like a creative play that um, is this sort of space. It's sort of the cloud, right? Or the vortex or whatever you want to call it. There's like this cloud that you can play in and, and create in and feel things out before they're there, before they've arrived. Mm -hmm. And you can do it with personal relationships. You can do it with your work, you know, in, in, in just about every aspect of your life. And so much of what helps more than doing things is sort of not doing other things. It's almost like right when they talk about being healthy, it's just sometimes it's about not eating the other things. It's not so much that you need to create a whole new diet. It's just take away the stuff that's not so great for you. Well, and I think it's kind of like that with life is that, you know, turn off the TV, turn off the loud music, turn off the, what, the new, you know, and just be in, in the yeah. present. You start to, you start to find your own home, your home frequency naturally. So you're not, you, so you're kind of meditating all day and you're kind of mm -hmm. in that space more than you're not. Whereas I find that people, it's like, okay, I've got to meditate to get away from the noise and all of this. But if you turn all the noise down around you, yeah. your day can be a bit of a meditation and you're, you're aware of how you're feeling. You're aware of the thoughts that you're thinking. So if, things you're worried about or you're afraid of come up, you know, to get quiet and say, okay, well, what if it worked out? I, I realize that you're afraid of this or you're concerned about this and you honor yourself. And yet you can then visualize like, okay, what if it worked out? What if it was okay? Like, you yeah. know, so yeah. different. Beautiful. Yeah. We've both been through challenges though. So we've also, you know, I think that's really it helps you evolve <laughs> and let mm -hmm. go. A lot of praying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, one of my favorite authors, poets is Rumi. And mm -hmm. my favorite quote is out beyond the ideas of right doing and wrong doing. There's a field. Yeah. I will meet you there. Yep. That's one of my favorite quotes. And, uh, Again, it's one of these things where um, not being so attached to the outcome of like an audition or a relationship, but just reminding myself to just be in the moment, enjoy the experience for what it is in that moment. And yeah. when you're, and that's what I love about acting because it just reminds me every time I'm working on a scene, even in acting class, no matter how crappy my day is going, just it is that reminder of when we can just be present with another human being and to just actively listen and to just be in that moment of co-creation. That to me is like the most magical place in the world to be. So fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, even in acting, you know, we, you know, I have a script, you have the same script, you're memorizing your thing. I'm memorizing mine. And, you know, I have an idea of how that scene's going to go and you have an idea of how that scene's going to go. And then, the director has an idea of how that scene's going to go. Mm -hmm. You know, 
but then you get there and if you're open yep it could completely change <laughs> but if you're set in your ways no no this is how i saw the scene right. and this is how colin saw the scene and the director sees the scene this way and instead if you just go oh that's so interesting that colin's making that choice ah and you're you're flexible and you're in the moment with what you're creating mm -hmm. you're co-creating a scene between let's say two actors and then the director has his sort of thing so it's really it's like life right like we have our ideas about things just yeah. like an actor you have an idea of how this scene's going to go but yeah. then you set and that other actor may have a very different mm -hmm. take on it. you're like oh but if you're open you may create something even better than you had imagined yeah. when you were memorizing your lines and and seeing it so Kind of like life, it's the same. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you have any books that you would recommend on like spirituality or favorite reads that you'd recommend? The Artist Way is always a good one. Yes. You know, the Artist Way by Julia Cameron. It's been around forever. There's yep. another one. Um, Shakti Gawain wrote called Creative Visualization. That's an oldie but goodie. And then anything by Abraham Hicks is is amazing. So anything, yeah. Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks. Um, is super good. Um, yeah. And to just further piggyback on this, Miss um, Shannon Murray is wanting to know, uh, well, she says that she respects you a lot and she wants to know if you had any tips for getting through personal challenges and keeping consistent with your career. Um, yeah, um, just keep writing about how you want it to be and visualizing how you want it to be versus maybe how it is or how it's going, right? So in mm -hmm. talking about it, this is something I always have to sort of practice because is in talking about it, talk about it going well, talk to mm -hmm. others about how well it's going. And that's part of, of, everything in life. So if it's your career, if it's your personal life is, you know, I always think if we went to therapy and all the therapist did was say, okay, you could like go on and on having your pity party, which we all do. And then they'd say, okay, well, what, what do you want to happen? Like, what would you want it to look like? Mm -hmm. And so we could live in that space of, okay, nothing wrong with journaling what's going on or our concerns or our fears or our worries. And that's so healthy, right? But if you then go, okay, now, well, what if, or what is it that I really want? How do I really want this to play out ultimately mm -hmm. without any huge attachment to it, but then start writing about how you want it to be. If I could have any career in the world, what would it be? If I could have any relationship in the world, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what if I found an agent? What if, what if, what, I mean, every, anything's possible. What if I found the, what do I, what would I want the agent to be like? Like, what would I want our relationship to be like? Did you manifest, would you feel like you manifested your agent, manager, roles? No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Okay. In the beginning, I didn't even know what I was doing. This is all kind yeah. of good stuff. But, you know, more and more, yes. More and more, yes. So in terms of relationships, for sure, it's much more aligned with what I want versus sort of just by default. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of now, much more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. You know? 
And for someone who is just starting out in the business, uh, do you have any advice on how they could go about finding an agent or a manager or a representative? Yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, I just did it the real traditional way. You know, I just sent my picture into agents because I was like 19, 20 years old and just mm -hmm. did it way. And then I had an agent and then I would move to, let's say, maybe a better agent if I could, you know, or maybe somebody that gave me more opportunities, let's say, yeah. as I to work if the person I was with couldn't, but you know, obviously I would, I'm, you know, stayed with people for many years. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I went the traditional way, so I don't know. But then if you know someone obviously that has a great agent and they'll make an introduction for you, that always helps mm -hmm. too. So you stay with an agent or a rep longer than maybe your intuition was telling you just because of they had the name at the big agency and Finally, we're like, what am I doing? I need to just listen to my my gut. Yeah, it's so it's it's a, it's a, it's it's sometimes you don't know what the right thing to do is, right? Because yeah. you're let's say you're lucky enough to be at a big agency, so that's kind of exciting, and that does help as long as they're working mm -hmm. for you, right? If they're not mm -hmm. working for you, it doesn't matter, right? right. If you're, if yeah, you're, um, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it too, is really creating your own your own stuff you know if you can get together with a young director a young writer and a bunch of young actors and put together your own projects i mean i think mm -hmm. that's like you know really if if today in today's world with the way that you can i mean make a movie on an iphone you know there's ways to do that as well if that's yeah. if that applies to you do you know what i mean if that's something that because that's also a way of getting attention around something you're doing yeah. you know it, it's another conversation it's another way of, of doing that but yeah i think you you either have to really work at the um relationship with an agent that's like mm -hmm. that you can go and if not you go somewhere else like anything yeah like anything. what i what i talk about and encourage my students is to make yourself irresistible meaning mm -hmm create a short film or a project or whatever it is so that you're generating the buzz, the momentum, just putting it out there to the universe that this is who you are. You're doing what you love and the right rep, the right agent, the right manager will somehow feel that or violate. Like they'll be like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go check out this or whatever. And somehow you're going to end up attracting and, and manifesting that right agent, but no one is going to do it for you. You've got to just get out of your comfort zone a lot of the times and oh, yeah. just push yourself um, to be able to really generate enough of that, that momentum and that energy to be able to, uh, to attract it. But it's like watering a seed. And if you water it for a while and you don't see the, you know, any of the, the plants starting to, to sprout, you may stop watering it and you're like this close to yeah. that plant starting to grow. So it does take a lot of uh, commitment and uh, determination. But like you said, if you love what you do, that's the most important thing. And uh, obviously it's, it's worked out in your favor. There's, thank you. There's a, I think what you said is so good. It reminded me of um, this book that I just read by this guy, Christian, and I think it's B-U-C-H, I'm trying to think of it. But it's, um, it's called The Serendipity Mindset. Mm. And it's like exactly what you're talking about, where it's sort of like you're creating your own luck. You're creating your yeah. own. 
it's been talked about for years by philosophers and people. I mean, obviously this isn't something new, but the yeah. book, it sort of does it in terms of business, in terms of career, in terms of life. It's a really well done book. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot of it is, is bringing your joy, you know, bringing your joy to things. And, and, and like you just said, your love of, of doing it, you know, and you mm -hmm. did it trust but with anything in life you yeah. know yeah yep definitely um so i have another question here from uh this is from marisa costa uh she's from portugal and she would like to know uh do you practice yoga and if so how does it help your acting ah, okay um well yoga kind of helps everything i don't know <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you know, I have a mat and I just put it on my floor and then my dogs bring all their toys because they think we're all doing yoga. And so I have to sort okay. of <laughs> my two dachshunds. They love it. They're like, oh, this is fun. We're going to now meditate and do yoga. But I, um, yeah, I do. But mine's more stretching than a practice per se, right? I don't have like a, but it does because it, it brings us to our center. Yeah. So anything that does that, yoga for sure. Yeah. Yoga helps me feel loose and open. And I actually just got one of those mini trampolines. Ah, so I just nice. sit in my living room and just, so just uh, like wake up and get the blood flowing. Great. So that's so fun. Yeah. Um, and Miss Allie Quartz from Australia would like to know what has kept you motivated during the pandemic? And uh, have you learned any new skills or picked up any new hobbies? Mm, that's good. Um, well, motivation is just, I'm, I just, I, what is that great phrase? Grow where you're planted or whatever that is. Like, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, you know, do the best where you are at the time. And, yeah. and I, I had storages here in LA and in New York that I had been needing to go through for like 10 years. Mm. So I, Everything sent to LA and I just spent the whole time going through all my stuff that I had needed to do. So I felt super productive. Um, and then, yeah, I started sort of pivoting a little bit and, and um, sort of producing more, getting more involved in producing because I could do that from home. And there were, um, interestingly enough, people that had kind of made introductions to me about that and, mm -hmm. and projects. And I didn't know quite how to do it. So I called a friend of mine who's an amazing producer and I said, how do you do this? How, I mean, you know, how do you really do this? And he gave me great advice. He said, you know, stack the deck. You want to get as many great people and great things aligned so that when you pitch it, you've got the most, uh, you know, possibility of it succeeding. Mm -hmm. so that was, you know, such really such good advice. Um, and and so that's kind of learning something new. And then this this streaming platform is also sort of learning something new and fundraising and creating content and bringing people together. So very different skills than I, I'm used to getting a call and going to work or right. and going to work. So this was sort of the other side of it, which is marketing and fundraising and bringing people together and pitching projects. So that's been um, really exciting. You know, and my cooking yeah. gotten a little better too. But <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, me too. I've uh, practiced a little bit of that myself. Yeah, more cooking than usual, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and my good friend Will is wanting to know what inspires you. 
Oh gosh. Um, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite kind? I get up for coffee in the morning. That's what gets me out of bed. Yeah. I, um, cappuccinos. Yeah. I, what oh, do you yeah. drink? Um, I used to have one of those Nespresso machines with the little capsules and froth my own milk. Um, but, uh, lately I've moved to a French press and mm. so, um, I just like to experiment with different coffee. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking, I believe it's called Allegro. I want to say. Yeah. Oh, I have Allegro. It's really, it's like non-GMO organic. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Dark you know, roast. I, what? Dark roast. Just like yeah. got to have it dark it's and, and yeah. just yeah. smack you in the face in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Once I have my coffee, I think I'm just inspired by, you know, there's so many things to be inspired by. I think the idea is to be inspired by life, you know, to, to wake up and sort of, um, yeah. you know, I'm inspired by nature. I'm inspired by, you know, other people and, and what they're doing in this world. You know, I go on Instagram mm -hmm. or, you know, watch a documentary or talk to friends and, I think there's a, a, a part uh, that is very in awe of, of how, what people do and how they do it. And I think that's probably why I became an actor is like, how do you do that? I mean, yeah. why that's such an interesting choice. There's so many people that do so many interesting things. And mm -hmm. I think it, it's, um, I'm inspired by art. I'm inspired by fashion, you know, um, by beauty, you mm -hmm. know, design i love interior design you know quotes i love quotes so different writers there's so much to be inspired by you know like have you ever rehabbed a house have what have you ever rehabbed a house like bought a house and redesigned it fixed it up yeah i've never like knocked down walls or anything like okay. that so there's you haven't had to kill any contractors yeah, yeah, maybe put in like a closet, but nothing, not a huge, no. It'd be fun yeah. though, I'd love to do it. My brother's an interior decorator and he does a lot of that stuff, but yeah. Okay, well, just make sure you get the right contractor. That's all I got to say. Definitely. <laughs> I've heard those stories too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, well, thank you so much, Kelly. I just have uh, our last few questions here. And this is again brought to you by my good friend Todd's new uh, movie curating app, Picticular. Okay. And uh, Picticular is the app that helps you find out what's what's new, what's hot, and what your friends are are watching and trending on. So our segment, is, this segment is brought to us by Picticular and it's the Picticular Pick 6. And the first question is, what is your favorite movie of all time? This, you know, I told you before, this is so tough for me. But you know, I love Star Wars. Oh, such a good choice. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Yeah, you remind me of Carrie Fisher. <laughs> I love it. And she's blonde like, Princess Leia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, have you ever met Harrison Ford or Mark Hamill or I have seen Harrison Ford um at La Pan Quotidienne and Brentwood having yeah. but I've never really no, I don't know him. Okay. Really. All right. Um, what was your favorite movie growing up as a kid? It was two. It was, well, The Black Stallion. Mm, great movie. One, oh, I love The Black Stallion. I still think it's one of my favorite. Visually, one of, I mean, yeah. 
very little dialogue in that movie. It's so yeah. visual. Do you remember who directed that? I well, don't get up on particular. <laughs> I do, but I don't. Like if you told me, I'd say, but I, yeah, you can look it up exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And there was another film with Richard Dreyfus called The Goodbye Girl that was really, really good. Mm. I'm like in the 70s. That was great. But the best thing is The Black Stallion. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what would you say your favorite comedy is? Comedy film. I liked being there. With Shirley MacLaine. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, being there. Yeah. One of my I love Shirley MacLaine movies when she yeah, like great. was a great one with, with Jack Lemon hmm. and Shirley MacLaine. A lot of people did that in acting class too. It was funny. But being there is good. Any Shirley MacLaine. I love Lucille Ball. So anything sort of Lucille Ball is is, you know, her show, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done a biopic on Lucille Ball yet. No, I thought, didn't yeah. they, what did Deborah Messing do? Or maybe she just played. Oh, yeah, she did. Did she play her? I don't know. For some reason, check that out. there's something there. Yeah. She's going to or she wants, anyway. I think Jessica Chastain could play a good Lucille Ball too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So I know this may be difficult for you, but who would you say your favorite actor or character, male character in a movie? Well, definitely Born Identity. I mean, definitely that that character. But I love like yeah, Colin Firth. Who was it? I love Jude Law. I love um, I love Stanley Tucci. I mm. think he's really really a fun actor. Yeah. Again, so many. My God. Yeah. Robert Redford, I mean, my God, Paul Newman, <gasps> you know, it's hard to yeah. pick one. So many classic, great movies. Yeah, different time yeah. periods, you know, it's like. Yeah, the way I was, the way we were just came on again, Robert Redford, Barbara Streisand. And I was just like, you know, just revisiting a lot of these movies that I would just like binge watch as an acting student in my 20s, just revisiting yeah. them, revisiting them now. Um, just with the experience I've had, just makes me appreciate that's the, that uh, just the simple stories that used to be told without all the explosions and the yeah, you know, great dialogue, yeah. you know, great yeah. dialogue, great stories, and great directors. Yeah, really good directors like during that time, you know, the Spielbergs, mm -hmm. Lucases, and the Mel Brooks, and I mean, so many good. Good directors. Yeah. Um, how about actress or female character? Susan Sarandon, for sure. I love Susan Sarandon. And nice. um, who else? Who did I? Who was the actresses? Jenna Rollins, Shirley MacLaine. I love, um, and I'm not giving you one. I can, I can never give you yeah, one. Yeah, no. It's a, oh, 500. It's great. My 500 favorite. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Catherine Deneuve is amazing. Isabelle Hubert is amazing. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your, your kindness and generosity of uh, just sharing with us all the things that inspire you. I wish you continued success. And, uh, you know, if you're producing anything and need an actor to come out to, you know, Oh my God. Yeah, just let me know. 
gorgeous and you have such great energy. Oh my God. Yeah. Awesome. I would love well, it. I'm producing a, uh, a TV show, show now as well. So we should talk. Oh, good. Yeah. We mm -hmm. should work together on something. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. That'd be great. So talk into action, right? Yeah. Yeah. Put producers have produ producer hats on. Exactly. So, exactly. Well, thank right. you for on your show. You're so welcome, and I uh, wish you all the best for uh, a great rest of your night, great week, and hopefully we'll see you. Uh, any upcoming projects you want to tell us about that we can Not check out? Working on the producing and the streaming platform, so I've been kind of okay. busy, but awesome. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Well, all my best to you, and thanks again for being here. All right, everyone. Thanks again for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, Amazing, 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 amazing. Again, this is why I love to do this show because I get to talk to a lot of amazing, incredible, and insightful people. Um, wow, Kelly, what a joy. Thank you again for being here. And uh, thank you again, Particular and Todd, for you uh, creating this amazing app for us to be able to uh, share our favorite film. So if you haven't downloaded Particular, Particular yet, uh, go to, to the App Store or to the uh, Android Store to uh, download it now. Um, and then you can check out who your favorite actors are. Hint, hint, Colin Eaglesfield and uh, all my latest projects coming up. Um, again, we've got our Inspire Summit coming up on May 23rd. And if you are interested uh, in getting more information about my acting classes or my coaching or my Inspire course that's going to be coming up here again very soon, uh, feel free to email me at info at colineglesfield.com. Um, I love to help people make their dreams come true. Um, and we are now actually helping people write books. We're working with two authors currently um, to turn their ideas into actual manuscripts. And uh, you never know. If, uh, if you want to have a little conversation about it, if you're interested in writing your own book, we can help you put together and create the manuscript and then potentially publish it for you um, if it's the right fit. So by all means, we'd love to have a conversation with you about that. And uh, I will see you guys all next Monday. Again, if uh, you're interested in being a part of more of uh, what we're doing here with this community, you can reach out to me further on patreon.com. A lot of really fun, great stuff going on there, including cooking with Colin and vision boarding, Q and A's, all that fun stuff. So um, in the meantime, have a great rest of your week, sending you all my best and go out there into the world, be your bold, amazing, inspiring selves. And I will see you very soon.